How are you doing on that biggest problem we identified last week? You know, the biggest challenge you're facing right now. I don't know about you, but I, I've got a couple things that I've identified, things that are hard right now, and I'm working really hard to wrestle those things to the ground. If you keep on doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. You know that. We've talked about that before. Welcome to Chasing Greatness, the podcast where we help you win at work, win at home, and win at life. And today is Monday. We're we're talking about winning at work, and we identified our challenges last week, and we we looked at this first little piece of what we call the serve model. It, it, it came out of a, a work that my friend Mark Miller and, and Ken Blanchard wrote about in, in their book, The Secret, about 20 years ago. We, we created all kind of content off of this concept, and, and we've been helping leaders for a long time. And last week, if you missed it, go back and download that episode last Monday, we, we, we said if you can identify your, your biggest opportunity in front of you, your biggest challenge, biggest problem, biggest struggle, maybe it, is, maybe it is an opportunity, maybe something really positive, but you've got to be able to see the future. That's the S in the serve model. Well, today we're going to get a second uh, piece of that, and, and I think this is really going to help us because we're going to increase our capacity. I talked about in, uh, capacity on Friday's win it life episode as we finished up our five c's of of self-leadership these last five weeks we've looked at that well today we're talking about uh engaging and developing others i think that is going to be one of the things you can do to increase your capacity is make sure that you are developing the people around you high performance leaders are not only concerned with the future of their business but they're also concerned with the future of their people they know their people are their greatest asset it's why you'll see them working diligently to that foster growth in their people. They know that growing people, grow stuff, the growth and development of their people is really the foundation for, for future success. So if you're not growing your people, you're not growing your capacity. And if your people are not growing, they're, they're actually going to be going. They're going to leave you at some point because, uh, or I say they are, the best ones are. Uh, the, the research that we did shows that Top talented people want to be in a place where they're they're improving. They have a an opportunity to be developed and to grow. They want to work for an engaged leader, and and that's why we say engage and develop others. You've got to be engaged with your people if you expect them to be engaged. But you've got to develop them. You got to help them. And and I just would remind you today that if your vision is bigger than you can handle on your own, you're going to need some people. So. Uh, I, I would I would say start your quest by creating an environment of, of engagement and, and growth for those around you. You're responsible for the engagement of your people. If 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 you are not focused on that and understanding that, you are leaving high performance on the table. Uh, there, there's so much potential that's being squandered there. So let's let's talk a little bit about this idea of engaging and developing people to help us. Uh, achieve the things that we're trying to. So let's let's uh, give you some best practices here. We when we talk about this, we always say there's there's some things that you can actually do. It's one thing to say go engage and develop people, but how do you do that? People always ask me like, so so what do I do? That that sounds great. I'd love to to have people that are being developed and growing, but but how do I do that? Well, let's start with selection. I think I think it really does start with who do you choose to be on your team. You get to choose. If you're in charge, who's going to sit at your table? Who's going to be in your circle? Who's going to play or be in your huddle? It's it's up to you to make that decision. Who's going to going to be there? But well, but when you do your selection, <clears throat> make sure you are choosing talented people. The team with the most talent 
is always best position to win. I say that all the time. If you have the best players, you're going to have a really great chance to win the game or to win the business or to win the deal, whatever it is you're trying to do. Great people are, are, are going to accomplish some great thing. Winners always win. Growing people always grow stuff. So as you think about improving the level of talent in your organization, I'll, I'll give you a little question here we ask sometimes. Is your talent right now acceptable or is it exceptional? If you're going to, to chase high performance, you're going to chase greatness, you're going to really try to win at work and have a, a group of winning people around you to help you increase your capacity, you want to develop people. It's a lot easier to develop really good people than it is people who don't care so much or people who are disengaged or, or half-hearted, mediocre. You want to have the best people you can around your table. And so as you think about improving your organization's level of talent, do you know, uh, first of all, what you're looking for? Do you have a, do you have a profile? Uh, I, I know so many people, they hire people and they're not even sure what they're looking for on the front side. They just get around somebody and they think this, this person seems like they'd be a good fit. And, and good fit to what? I mean, if we don't really have an idea of what we're looking for, it's it's really hard to find that. Now, if you're if you're uh, in your room in a room right now, if you're in a car, you know maybe you've got a maybe you've got a uh, let's just say you're in your kitchen. I, I'm I'm looking into my kitchen here. Uh, I'm out on my back porch and I can see into my kitchen and there's some glassware sitting there. And if I if I said I want you to pick up the glass, well, there's about eight to choose from. But there's one of the there's one of the glasses that's taller than the other uh, seven glasses on this table I'm looking at. Uh, it, it's a glass that I put there. It's it doesn't fit the table setting. It's just a, it's just a glass I sat there and or set there. And and if I said pick up the tall glass, you would go okay. That that's pretty easy. That's the one that that uh, stands out. And when you think about what you're looking for with your people, if you can get really specific about you know, are you looking for somebody that's high energy, somebody that's medium energy, somebody that's low energy? Do you do you need somebody who's, I mean, sounds obvious, but you, you may or may not want a high energy person in a certain position. Do you have a, a role that is a people role or is it a task role? If you get a people person in a task role, you're probably going to be frustrated and they're going to be frustrated. If you get a task person in a people role, uh, the people that they're working with might be frustrated. That person's probably going to be frustrated, and you're going to be frustrated. So knowing what you're looking for is huge here when it comes to engaging and developing people. you got to select talent. You need to start with a profile. And I'd remind you, there really are no uh, perfect teams. But if you're if you're a really elite leader, you understand and, and, and even have the ability to recruit talented people and bring out the best in them. I, I think about – some of the the great coaches that we see, you know, you 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 see people that are, um, you know, coach. Let's just say, let's let's take Nick Saban, the college football coach, or Dabo Sweeney. You you, you know, he's they, these guys have been really successful the last few years. Dabo not so much last year, but but Nick's been really successful. Kirby Smart, you know, another one of these guys. Seems like they're all down here in the South with us. Uh, sorry if you're in the North. Uh, we we know you have good pro football teams, but but. <laughs> Our Falcons are struggling, but but we got some good college teams down here in the South. And and what what is amazing is these teams year after year recruit the best players, but then they develop the players when, once they recruit them. And they know if they don't that there's going to be some other teams that are going to have really great players as well. And so you can get five-star people on your payroll, but if you don't develop them, they'll never reach their potential. 
And, and so rather than hiring to fill a spot, go recruit somebody to accomplish a mission. Go, go get somebody that's going to help you with your vision. Talented people will always bring a mission or a vision to life. So if, if you really want to position your team to win, you, you got to get some great talent around your table and then develop them. I'd, I'd remind you a couple of things here when it comes to selecting talent. First of all, I said it a moment ago, write this down. The team with the most talent is best positioned to win. It really is. And, and, and then go back to what I was saying there about profiles. I think a clear profile is always going to enable you to make a better selection. If you don't have a clear profile, you're just shooting in the dark, and, and there's, it's not likely that you're going to hit your target. And, and then I just would remind you that the best leaders are, are always looking for talent. So, so let me give you a couple things you can do here. First of all, I would, I would just uh, challenge you in the next, let's just say, 30 days, over the next month. This is a good, good little time. you got three or four weeks here. When is the last time you looked outside of your organization or outside of your business for talent? Uh, over the next month, identify at least one outside candidate every week maybe who might be a good fit for your organization. And when you find someone, I would encourage them to apply for a position. If you've got someone that you see them, you've got your profiles, let's say, if, if I, even if I ask you right now, this this be another good little tactic you can do is identify, if you could hire one person right now, what would the role be? Not who would the person be, what would the role be? And write down everything that you'd have this person do. And then maybe even flip it and, and think not just about the position, but about the person. Because I think you really want to get great talented people and if you can get somebody who can who can adapt you might you might give them a position that they can do half what they're great at and half you know of something that's going to be a position in the future or something you have you need done they may have to you know i understand this is this is not like you know we're not cutting cookies here this is much more organic but but when you begin to think about uh that position also think about if you could hire one person right now that you know, who would that person be? And is there something that it, about that person that really is attractive about them that you say, this person, they just they're they're successful, they're skilled, their their character is high. I identify those things and maybe that becomes a part of a profile. And I'm not saying that you don't hire that person. Maybe you do. If you have a position for them, that's that's great. If you don't have a position for them and they're and they're a really good fit for your team, you never can have too much talent. But at, at some point, you're going to have to get down to like, what are we looking for? And 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 I'm, I'm, I promise you, Nick Saban has positions on his team that he's looking to fill. And once he fills them, he's moving on to the to the next position. So maybe that'll give you some things to think about there when you think about selecting talent. But if you're going to engage and develop people, it starts with who do you have. Now let's let's look at a second best practice here. This idea of energizing effort is what we call it. we we want to create energy in a person so i mean they need to have it but but there's things that we're doing as a leader to make sure that our people feel energized they feel supported the challenges of leadership are, are many but maybe this is this is the the top of the list when i think about it like when we stand on an issue does everyone else stand with us this idea of engagement are our people really with us i i, I see leaders all the time they're their people are not really with them. I, I've, I've said this before. They, they're, they're, they've left them, but they've, they've actually stayed on the payroll. They're still taking a check, but they're not really with leaders. And if you have people that are not really with you, but they're still there sucking up your resources, 
that is that is not helping you get to a place of greatness for your business. And so if we hope to mobilize the effort of those around us, they got to no longer feel or perform like hired hands. We can't treat them like hired hands. We've got to we've got to really uh, do everything we can to help them stay engaged in the work. So one of the things we can do to help create and foster this engagement, this energy, is share ownership. When we have things on our plate that can be delegated, or or somebody could be developed to take something that you know, there, there's things that maybe we're doing that only we can do. That's great. But if there's things we're doing that somebody else could do, that's a place where we we need to be developing someone else. We're ripping them off if we don't, and we're also causing ourselves capacity uh, constraints there when we do that. So we want to make sure that we're doing all we can to help people grow, delegating to them, sharing ownership. You really don't want to own everything. I mean, you're you're responsible for everything as the leader or as the owner, but you don't want to own every job. Every every single person in the payroll. Uh, needs a goal. Every, every role needs a goal, and 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 every every single person on your team needs to feel a sense of ownership. And if they do, uh, again, their effort is going to be full of energy as compared to somebody who feels like I really don't have ownership. It really doesn't matter what I do. Nobody's going to care. The boss is going to come in and micromanage anyway, or they're just going to do it. And and if you if you do your people's job, I always tell people, it's not your job to do your people's job. If you do that, your people are going to let you, and they're going to take their check, and they're going to stay disengaged until they finally get sick of it, and they'll leave, and, and uh, you're going you're gonna to really struggle until that happens. So you want to be surrounded by a fully engaged team, and you want your people to stand with you on what matters. And if the effort that around you right now, you might even do an assessment. It's less than desired. Maybe it's time to ask why. Remember, a, a leader's job is to always energize effort. Great leaders work diligently to grow their people. Engagement reflects how much people really care and high levels of engagement will always unleash untapped potential. So, so here's my question for you. What could you do today to create greater energy among your team, there, there, there's, there's some things you can do now. Now, one of the ways I like to think about this, I've talked about this before. It's the idea of popcorn. We, we love popcorn around our house. When we, when we cook popcorn, though, I always notice not all the kernels pop. And as you think about your team right now, my question for you, who's popping, who is popping. There's some people on your team that may not be, you know, popping, but there's somebody who's they're always looking for more responsibility. They're eager to help. They're, they're a learner. They have a growth mindset. They get there early. They stay up late. They never complain. They, they, they have great energy. That's a person that you really need to invest in. And so I would encourage you to identify some people. Maybe you choose one person every week over the next month as we as we think you know on a month uh, term here. So as, as you begin to think out, who who who's that person this week? Pick one. You might not be able to think of four. Like who's that one person that needs more responsibility? They need a stretch assignment. They need an opportunity. They're popping with energy and engagement and initiative. And I would encourage you to make an initial investment in that person. Each of those four people, if you have four over the next month, maybe once a week, you you pull each one of them aside. You have a conversation with them. You give them an opportunity. You delegate something. You watch what happens. It'll light them up. And, and if you think about your biggest challenge right now, the thing that you're facing that you're struggling with the most, if you would 
find some people to help you wrestle that to the ground. It might be a lot easier for you. So again, you got to see a better tomorrow for that. Like we talked about last week, got to see the future, but who is it that can help you get to that preferred future? These, these people are on your team possibly right now. And if they are, you need to unleash their potential and, and, and uh, really energize their effort. And then the last thing I'd say today is just let's just foster the growth in our people. When you think about engaging and developing other people, it really is about fostering growth. Leaders who engage and develop others mirror the practices really of great educators. I think about some of the teachers that I had. They helped me grow. They taught me stuff. They, they challenged me. Uh, when, when you do that, you, you're creating a learning environment for your people. When I think about growth, I go back to my old days when I was teaching biology, and I remember when we were in the lab, we had the old Petri dish, and a Petri dish is, is really nothing more than an environment where bacteria and organisms uh, can grow. I mean, it really is a place where stuff grows, and, and it's an environment. And as a leader, it, it's your job to create an environment where your people can grow. If you have growing people, it's going to grow your business. And, and so we, we do that by identifying gaps in performance. We, we make sure our teams have the resources and the tools they need. And, and we build in systems for training and accountability, coaching, whatever you need. I mean, if you need, uh, like, this is what we do. We help leaders and organizations all over the place if you need help with that, go to integrateacademy.com and send us an email. We'd love to talk to you about coming and doing a training workshop for your company and, and for your, or if you need coaching for your leaders or teams. It's one of the things we do. We, we, you know, we don't talk about that a lot here, but, but man, if you need help, that's, that's what we do. We love that. And so it's your job to make sure that your people are being trained, they're, they're accountable, they're being held accountable. The best leaders also challenge those they lead to continually work on their character and, and matters of the heart, you know, integrity and humility, engagement, and attitude. You really don't want people around you who, who have a lack of humility or there's pride, you know, showing up everybody. Everybody's got arrogance and, and greed. And, you know, these are things you, you really don't want. You can't go to a place of greatness if you've got, you know, people with that kind of heart on your team. And so we, we, we but we got to keep working on this. I mean, it's hard. And, and so the best thing we can do uh, for those we lead is really to create that environment, that Petri dish of excellence and alignment and execution. And if we do, if you, will, if you will really focus on that, don't be surprised if your people begin to really excel. Uh, never forget, it, it's the leader's job to foster a culture of growth. That's what it, that, that old Petri dish was called a culture. I never hear anybody talk about culture that way. They, they just talk about culture. It's the way people behave and all, all those things are true. But, but a culture at its essence is really a place where stuff grows. That's, that's what a culture is. And, and, and so the best leaders expect everybody to grow. Everybody on your payroll, you should, you should be expecting them to get better. Why would you not want people who are improving? If you're trying to go to a great place, you really want your people to improve. And then my old buddy, Mark Miller, he always says, uh, your capacity to grow determines your capacity to lead. We talk about it all the time. It really is a capacity play. If we keep, keep getting bigger, big people grow big stuff. And so let's, let's keep growing people big. Growing leaders, they, they, they grow stuff. They grow organizations. So my, my question here for you would be, as is, is we sort of wind it down, is how much time do you spend developing the people that you lead? If you're not spending time developing your people, 
it, it, you're going to really struggle to solve this big problem you have, this big struggle, challenge, or anything that pops up uh, as you go forward. So I would just uh, encourage you to really work to invest in your people. And so uh, let, let me let me give you one last idea here as we, as we land this. Uh, one of the things you can do to foster the growth in your people, whenever you read something, you watch a video, maybe you listen to a podcast like this, you run across something that, that's meaningful to you, why don't you send out a summary or a link to your team and then and then just come to the next meeting and discuss the key learnings. And that conversation is is it really is an organic. You don't know where it's going to go, but you're going to you're going to learn a lot about your people. You're going to be able to trust them more if you know what they're thinking or not thinking. You're going to be able to coach them and guide them and you know just really kind of shape them uh as a as a learner and Share with them what you're learning. Uh, don't don't pretend you got it all together. There, all of us. We need to keep making progress. And when they understand you're struggling, you're trying to grow, you're trying to get better. It's really going to model for them what they should be following. So, so that's it. I mean, we've got these this issue we've identified. Maybe it's maybe last week you solved it just by thinking about like how it could be different. And you started taking some steps, but but maybe it's still there. Maybe. There's something still there. There's some challenge you have in front of you. If you will engage and develop the people around you, they can help you solve these big things that pop up that drain our energy, make it hard for us, squeeze our capacity. We've got people around us that can help us. They want to help. It brings energy and life to them when they do. And when you have a culture, again, use our Petri, you have an environment where people are are feeling life. They are being breathed into. They, are, they, they understand that they have responsibility that is being shared with them, ownership. Man, they're, they're going to light up and their engagement's going to go through the roof. So those are some things to think about when you're, when you're trying to win at work. You got to engage and develop the people around you. Starts with engagement. You got to care. If you're going to foster care, you got to care. You're going to demonstrate care. You got to care. But, but once you do that, it, it really is about how do I help the people around me grow? How do I develop them? And when you do that, you're going to be well on your way to, to high performance. Or, or as we say, we're chasing greatness here. You're going to not only be great yourself, you're going to help somebody else experience the life-giving joy of, of pursuing greatness themselves and, and that idea of growth. So let's keep doing that. Let's keep, let's keep trying to help people around us. That'll become helpful to us. That won't be our motive, but, but we want to help them so they can get better, but one of the benefits really is we're gonna we're gonna experience more capacity, and and a lot more th- stuff's gonna get done if we are not trying to do it all ourselves. All right, love you guys. We'll be back on Wednesday with another episode. We're gonna talk about winning at home on Wednesday. I hope you'll you'll tune back in. If you know somebody that that could benefit from this, I hope you'll share it with them. If we can help you out. Let us know. Uh, again, you can go to integrateleadership.com and, and reach out to us. Leave a comment if you haven't done so. Continue to hit that download button and, and subscribe. We're going to shift this week. We're, we're going uh, audio only here with our podcast. We're going Spotify and, and, and iTunes and wherever you download your podcast, you can find us. But our YouTube content is going to be YouTube specific. So if you've not subscribed to our YouTube channel, I hope you'll do that. We've got a we got uh, some cool stuff coming out on YouTube. It'll be YouTube only. So if you want some of that, hit that download button there as well, and you'll be you'll be sure not to miss anything that we're dropping. But we'll we'll keep uh, trying to add value here as best we can. Leave leave us uh, any questions you have or any suggestions you have. We'd love to hear from you. All right, talk to you on Wednesday.